1: Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly Free business paper needs Or dun myth, Then the people presses paper people Dundam myth Then the people presses paper people Dundam myth Then the
0: people purses, paper people
2: Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office, by fans of The Office. I'm your host and regional director in charge of sales, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, junior employee. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse is not with us uh, as always at the moment. (laughs) Uh, Alex will be joining uh, halfway through the show. We'll be tag teaming uh, this episode. Schedules just didn't line up this week. Uh, but, uh, this week we will be, uh, answer, doing a voicemail bag. Um, we have our, uh, our phone number that we give you guys at the end of the show and we have, uh, people call and leave us messages and, uh, uh, we've got some good ones this week.
1: Yes. Alex will be, uh, joining myself for part two. So it'll be Sean and I for this first half and then we'll take a quick break, go to Alex and I for part two, but, but for this week, we did want to jump back into the voicemail bag and answer some questions, answer some messages from, uh. From listeners, we always love when people call in and give us opinions, takes things we miss, things to consider, questions. Um, and we always appreciate just everyone listening and, and interacting with us in this way. So uh, I think without further ado, let's jump into that first voicemail.
2: That's right. Let's uh let's listen to this voicemail uh, that was sent in by an anonymous caller.
3: I love this song, Mama.
2: Hmm. What do you think about that, Edwin? Do you love this hog mama?
1: I do. I do love this hog mama, whatever it is. Yeah. Every, every bit of, uh, Dwight's, uh, Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas, I love.
2: <laughs> uh, always love a good, quick voicemail like that, but, uh, let's, <laughs> let's listen it's, to you.
1: You know what? I love those voicemails too. Like so we, we get much. such a wide variety. Sometimes, you know, Hey Rock 107 is my 107th <laughs> caller. I need paper. Any of that, uh, I love it. Painter, Always welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that alongside any of the uh, longer questions and things like that, we, we love them all. So thank you.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this next uh, one comes to us from Austin.
3: Hello, Rock 107. Am I the 107th caller? Hi, this is Austin from Texas. And I wanted to see what you guys thought about uh, Michael as a father. The reason I'm asking is because in the super fan episode of The Baby Shower, we see Michael have this moment with Astrid and he reveals that his Dad was an absentee father, and he doesn't want that for her, which I think is a, a kind of a complex element of Michael's character. But I was wondering what do you think he's like as a father with his kids. Uh, is he? Do they hate him? Do they love him? Do you he think he's one of the kids? Also, what do the parents of the kids at his, his kids' school think about Michael? Uh, anyway, love the work you guys do. Keep up the good work, and uh, thanks. I'm totally going to win at that box set.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh Awesome. Thank you, Austin. Uh, uh, Yeah, so, uh, Edwin, I think you went back and, and found this moment that he's talking about.
1: Yeah, this is a super interesting thing to consider. I haven't watched all of these Season 5 Superfan episodes yet, in part because I kind of want to save them and watch them as we go, watch them uh, and as we do individual episodes. We want to be able to dip into that and experience that for the first time. So I've watched a few of them. I think Lecture Circuit most recently. I watch Out of Order, which mm-hmm. some listeners have told us or me is crazy <laughs> but, <laughs>
2: um,
1: but anyway i did go back to watch this baby showered episode to find that moment and it's true there is a really unique moment that they cut in um that was left on the cutting room floor from the original of michael holding astrid and talking about how his dad wasn't there for him but he how astrid was probably going to be okay it's really sort of heartbreaking and hmm. sad and kind of beautiful and I think of all the deleted scenes that they leave out, this is one of the ones that seems to have the most sort of implications on um, plot and Michael's character. I would love to do this episode as an individual episode of our podcast (laughs) um, to talk about this more with you guys. So um, I would diving into it more and knowing that I think you haven't watched it uh, as recently. Let's go to the actual question. Uh, Thank you again, Austin, which is uh, what about Michael as a father? Yeah. Do, does his, do his kids hate him or love him? Do they think he's one of the kids too? The parents at the school, like, how do you think Michael is as a father? And I think we're assuming that Michael's kids are a little bit older now.
2: Yeah, I just, I, I. you know, and maybe it's just because you want the best for him. I, I do imagine that everything is good with him and Holly and the kids and that the kids love the parents and that uh, that there's a lot of laughter in that house uh that's (laughs) how i like to imagine it i don't know you know maybe it's uh michael screwing up all the time and his entire family just being like oh michael oh dad
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i imagine that there's a little bit of a corrective sort of influence that his kids kind of have on michael similar to the way that holly kind of gets michael to grow up a little bit Mm -hmm. um and just kind of grow as a person. I imagine he'd have a sort of a similar sort of evolution once his kids are born. Um, I still imagine him getting into making a lot of people around him, like at the school or whatever, like very, very uh, – uncomfortable with just kind of the way that michael is and just kind of ruining everything i mean michael Mm -hmm. says himself and later when i'm ruining everything you're going to wish i was on your side (laughs) so i imagine there's a lot of that michael is kind of a tornado um that kind of demolishes a lot of things in his path but um i imagine that the kids would be a good influence on him i one thing that i'm actually almost more curious about is uh i can well i can imagine him being a fellow parent at soccer games and uh, you know, back to school nights and things like that, and what that must be like for other parents. Mm-hmm. It must be kind of like when Michael's in improv class, he wants yeah. to be the center of attention. Is it uh, like
2: Michael in improv class, or is it like Michael at the call center? There you go. That's a good, <laughs> you know? a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just regaling them with all his, uh, movie criticisms.
1: <laughs> the other thing that I wonder is how are Michael's kids? Do you think Michael's kids take after him and want to be the center of attention, want to be a class clown, want to, uh, want to have that same kind of impact as Michael.
2: I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Because just like, uh, you know, just like Austin was saying, you know, Michael had this childhood that was not uh, so loving maybe uh, as, uh, as what he and Holly are providing for his kids. So, I would imagine that they are uh, content not always being the center of attention
1: with the way that Michael brings back that bag of orange slices from the, uh, from the baseball game. <laughs> makes me wonder how he would be at soccer. Games <laughs> like that That's a, a good kids.
2: point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Austin. And, uh, yeah, Edwin, we should, uh, we should definitely revisit that super fan episode.
1: Mm-hmm. I think one thing, uh, one thing again to mention is that since it's just Sean and that we don't have drops for this portion of the episode, but, uh, I'll, uh, when uh, Alex and I get together, we'll make sure to have some. Uh,
2: this next one comes to us from Jacob. Hey, what up, Cynthia?
4: Jacob Dunderman from Phoenix again. Hey, just a tag on my last episode. I'm going to say this at the end.
3: Uh, hint the tag. Um, Edwin, are we convinced that Andy's saying apple bottom drilling? Uh, I've heard you guys bounce around. I've proposed it in a voicemail before. What is he actually saying? I'm reading a thing on Reddit right now. This cast that I just
1: realized Andy's saying. Alpha bond drilling, P A L P A B O N, at Papa Alpha Lima, Papa Alpha Bravo, Oscar <laughs> November. I uh, have phonetic callback. Uh, where, where do we stand, boys?
4: I, ne- I need some hard truth. Uh couldn't even find it on there for some reason. Um, this is a call out to you guys and a call out to the listeners. Let's get a solid answer on this, please. Thank you guys. Love you.
2: Catch you later. Awesome. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jacob.
2: So I love the spelling, the phonetic. <laughs>
1: yes, that's important.
2: So, I love that.
1: Yeah, I think I, I went back to watch this episode, and you can pause the show and you can see very clearly on. Um, Oh. On the sweet breakdown it, it that lists all the businesses, it is bond Drilling. And in Whoa. The, the subtitles for the episode on Peacock, they also call it bond drilling. So what? it is not I don't know why we always just said Apple Bottom drilling. It sounds I, genetically pretty similar.
2: I thought it was uh I actually thought it was Apple Bomb. Like it was <laughs> or like B A U M, like it, as if it was somebody's name or oh, something.
1: Oh, like, like Bonita like. Applebaum.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, precisely. Um, uh, but there we go.
1: We stand corrected after however many. Uh, no kidding. Uh, or, or maybe more well informed after however many rewatches of The Office to see this <laughs> this new update. And it makes sense. I mean, still I, it's, learning. It's just a fictional business name. It's not. Uh, you know, it doesn't really. It's just a. It's just a lie. Andy only says it twice. He sings it a couple times. I think. <laughs> I never even really thought twice about what he said. I think maybe Sean in some of the early recordings of this show, maybe you said it once or twice, but I now mm-hmm. I can't forget it. I think about it like it's one of my favorite office musical Al-p-a-bon moments.
2: Applebaum drilling, Al-p-a-bon yeah, drilling. Yeah, it's we've <laughs> definitely mentioned it as an earworm before, and mm-hmm. yet this whole time we've had yeah. it uh, had it wrong. They so, uh, apple Applebaum drilling. Yeah, <laughs> love it. You got it going on. So
1: there we go. There we go. Uh, you learn something new every day.
2: Uh, thanks jacob uh this next one comes to us from amy
1: hey
0: guys
5: this is amy burke from centerburg ohio first wanted to just say how much i enjoy your podcast and what a great job you all are doing and second i wanted to ask you all a question inspired by one of my favorite lines on the office what is your favorite outfit or ensemble worn on the office by any character and why
3: Fashion
0: show,
2: fashion show, fashion show. at lunch? <laughs> <Thanks again. laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Uh, what a great question, uh, Edwin. Do you uh, do you have uh, any a- outfits or ensembles uh, that you love on the office?
1: There are two that come to mind for me, uh, and I guess they might be sort of natural uh, picks. But number one is Andy Bernard. Um, and the, the outfit that I'm thinking of specifically is in the list in, in season eight, episode one, um, when Andy is first revealed as manager, everyone who has been listed as a winner is having lunch with Robert, California and Andy is back trying to get them excited. It's pizza party, pizza party. And for whatever reason, I love the suit that he's wearing. It's like light gray. Um, Yeah. He's got like a light blue shirt and like this, like blue and pink kind of tie. I think... It's a new season, and as the show goes on, the colors get a little bit brighter, characters are dressed differently. It's not nearly as drab and sort of pale as mm-hmm. it appears um, in season one and two. And I think, for whatever reason, that suit just kind of pops a little more on screen, and it kind of represents a different look for the manager, which mm-hmm. has been Michael up to this point. Yeah. Um, with the exceptions being, you know, Jim as co-manager, Dwight case k acting manager, Dwight in the job, etc. cetera. Um, but that suit from Andy, I think, it just looks different. It's very uh <laughs> To me it stands out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um And the other character that I thought of was Aaron because Erin is uh like she her I guess a lot of the female characters are they have more variance in their wardrobe throughout the show because a lot of the male characters wear very similar shirt and tie kind of outfits. Mm-hmm. Dwight has his mustard shirts, Daryl has the button down with the <clears> little <throat> triangle of undershirt undershirt that we see, um, Jim has a very consistent outfit, and he changes quite a bit. But um, Aaron is the character that I thought of, and uh, I was trying to look up the. I think it's in Moving On. She has like this green sweater that has like yeah. polka dots or hearts on it. Uh-huh, uh huh. That's the other one that I thought of. But
2: nice. Okay. Uh. Well, I I think my uh, my number one is a uh, Dwight K. Schrute, uh, pretty women version. <laughs> there's a movie a uh, beautiful girl yeah <laughs> nope, let him do it <laughs> um no this is a i mean it's so good i mean sh- certainly he changes his hair um I love the ascot with the mustard shirt uh that they're <laughs> it's i love that he didn't change his shirt uh, I think that that's just uh the, it's just a level <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's just a new and improved version of of the same Dwight. Um uh that was uh definitely my number 1 uh just because it's it's so fabulous and so funny. Um I think uh number 2 the thing that came to mind right away just because uh you know I, I love these clothes are is uh Andy Bernard in uh, Michael Scott Paper Company uh as a hunter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no clearly a hunter (laughs) clearly a hunter uh (laughs) oh man i wish i could get into hunting just for the clothes but uh, (laughs) i guess i can um (laughs) well thank you amy
1: yeah this this is a interesting question because i wanted to try to come up with an uh a more serious answer because it'd be very easy to talk about Michael Klump or, uh,
2: right, I don't know, any other number <laughs> of ridiculous
1: outfits that the characters wear. But, uh, as far as costuming goes, I think Kelly Kapoor also has a lot of great costumes, or, yes, she uh, does. Outfits, I should say, on the show, yeah,
2: but yeah. Uh, this next question is uh, next question comes to us from Landon. Hey guys, this is Landon from Utah. I was just watching Goodbye, Michael Part One. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it now that I think about it. And it's Michael sitting up on top of the building, getting used to the elevation. And uh, (laughs) after his debate with Dwight,
4: he says, so uh, should I keep a salami in
0: my pants? And Dwight just rails him and he's like, "You you are a salami to a black bear. And then, I never caught this before,
4: Michael just goes, okay, well, what about a pepperoni? And then he starts to snicker, and it's so obvious that he is just messing with Dwight at this point. He's not belittling Dwight like he used to. And I just think it was a beautiful way of like the show showing Michael grown up. It
2: was it was I don't know. It was really interesting. One thing I wanted to ask you guys is what is your favorite grown up Michael moment that you do see? Uh anyways. Did you Crystal? <laughs> Thanks, Landon. Uh <laughs> yeah, I uh I think that I probably didn't notice that the first couple watches either. Um, it is it is really subtle. I feel like it's even more just um, the camera just sort of zooms in on Michael and he kind of just starts to smile or something like that. Um, but uh, he is very clearly uh, messing with Dwight in that moment. Or I don't know. It, it's sweet in that it's like, you know, Michael just wants to have another conversation like this with Dwight. Like, you know, yeah, he Dwight,
1: just... Dwight likes to feel authoritative and knowledgeable about these situations and to deliver this kind of instruction. It, it, it's similar when he comes in and says pastry cubes full of sugar and fat. No, thank you. I'll stick to my jerky. And then he said, <laughs> they said, why did you even come in here? And he says to inform and to socialize. And I think that's kind of what Dwight is doing in this moment, too. So mm-hmm. um, Michael or Michael is just kind of humoring Dwight a little bit, allowing him to kind of uh, deliver these facts about bears. And, uh, and the different meets that Michael would be like in tight pants um, to a bear. Um, but I agree. I think in a different version of the show, or I should say an earlier season of the show, Michael might uh, argue with Dwight or say, come on, Dwight. Like, And not not really give him the time of day as far as this kind of thing goes. But mm-hmm. um, this is the most evolved version of Michael that we see. This is and, and good by Michael. So um, I guess we see so many grown up Michael moments in season seven. What What other moments can you think of?
2: Yeah, I, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think like, you know, ones that always come to mind are, um, did I stutter? You know, Michael being, you know, realizing, hey, I don't, it's okay, you know, you don't have to respect me, but you can't treat me that way um, is uh, certainly a a good one. Uh, Michael uh, deciding not to, um, is it? When does he put? Uh, no, no. Oh shoot. Okay, I I didn't have one straight in my mind. Sorry. <laughs> I can give you uh, one. I'm glad.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you thought of uh, one from earlier than season seven because those. I think there are a number of examples kind of within that season. Um. So I'm glad you brought up Dead Eye Stutter. That is a, a really good Michael moment where he does kind of show that um awareness, I guess, or he does deal with that situation. Um. I think effectively. The one that comes to mind for me is also from Goodbye Michael, um, which is when he gives Oscar that little gift. Yeah. (laughs) He just accepts it. And Michael is laughing. and He says he has the lowest opinion of me of anyone. And (laughs) I think the reason I like that moment so much is just because Oscar has this low opinion of Michael, but that doesn't mean that Michael has a low opinion of himself. And he can just kind of accept it and um, he can get a laugh for himself out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just appreciate that particular moment.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I think I, I was trying to put this one together in my mind. I know it, it's when uh, it's when he Ryan has him do a lecture at his school, and uh, you know he's really upset with Ryan in the end, and and Ryan's saying sorry, and he's like a good, you know, manager doesn't. Fire people. He hires people. And inspires people. But what does he do after that? Does he put her back in the an- him back in the annex with yeah. the Kelly? Yeah, exactly. I love Business that moment. School, yeah, I don't know if Michael <laughs> was
1: trying to punish me by putting Ryan back in the annex, but if so, <laughs> genius.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Landon. This next one comes to us from Alicia.
0: Hi, MSPC. I'm Alicia from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm a candle maker, but you don't hear me talking about it. I really do own a small candle business, but I don't have employees yet. So listening to you guys all day makes me feel like I have subordinates. I love you guys.
1: Don't cross
0: me, but you're the best. Anyways, last week you did drinks from the office, so this week I wanted to challenge you to make candles inspired by the show. I'd love to make a candle called Big Package, but I don't think anyone would want a candle that smells like the thing <laughs> in Michael's office. <laughs> Which, although it would be really funny, it's um, not entirely something that you could sell. Sean, welcome to North Catalacky, and if you have time, reserve a spot at Mac Tabby. Um, they're in Noda and Concord, and they serve local beer and coffee. Me and my boyfriend Joe go every single week for a date day um you can sit there and play with 12 adoptable cats drink beer eat pastries uh just don't catch any rabies anyways can't wait to hear what you guys come up with and i'll listen to you guys next week
1: bye
2: <laughs> thanks alicia the great uh, message i love the,
1: the thank you for drop. the
2: amazing yeah <laughs> the, yeah you, yeah she had a drop, she in had her a drop. Message. yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you for the warm welcome to North Cackalacky, which I've not heard that uh, <laughs> that nickety name before. Um, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, Mac Tabby uh, Cafe, and uh, thank you for the recommendation. I'm definitely going to do that because I miss my cat. <laughs> um, but uh, to your question, I love that She's a, you're a real uh, candle maker, and we are your subordinates. Let's come up with some new. Candle ideas, uh, themed around the office. Edwin, do you have any?
1: Well, one comes to mind immediately Which is the scented candle handle handle the Jim found in men's <laughs> bathroom room, room Represents the eternal burning of competition or something. Kevin says <laughs> yeah. smells like cookies that it does my friend that would be the uh, The, scent, that, uh, the eternal burning of competition. It would smell like cookies <laughs>
2: <laughs> That is Oh man, I don't have a better one than that. That's really <laughs> good, uh, man. I I don't know. I don't know what you could really. I mean, I think uh, I, I would uh, err on the side of making actually good candles and then coming up with <laughs> funny names for them, uh, rather than uh, you know trying to make uh, you know say campfire, um, bonfire, James <laughs> bonfire? bonfire.
1: That could be. That's an easy one, James bonfire.
2: James bonfire. Uh, maybe that's more of like a Palo Santo or something. <laughs> um, you could have something more like a pine that is uh, Survivor Man um, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. I like that. that.
1: That's kind of um, kind of abstract. I like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, you could have like dash of cinnamon, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, Pam in New York or something like that. Oh, sprinkle of cinnamon. A sprinkle of cinnamon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh, you could do a, a Christmas Nutcracker candle. Christmas. The Christmas ones Ooh. could be easy. Oh yeah. Nutcracker Christmas, Margarita Karaoke Christmas, Classy Christmas.
2: Yeah. Moroccan Benihana Christmas. Christmas. It just smells like fried teriyaki. How about
1: <laughs> Tapas Swissmas?
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like a spicy chocolatey scent? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, uh, well, there you go. I mean, God, I could feel like we could come up with candle names forever hmm can we come up with any more
1: yeah yeah I think um, you could take something from the garden party I think you could nice. do them uh, you could do the Robert it could be like Robert California's gift and it could either be it could, it could be orange and basil <laughs> yeah. the marmalade and the basil plant
2: yeah. um,
1: it's it's hard not to go, go to food you know like you want yeah totally actually pleasant sense so yeah totally um, <laughs> um, finer things club oh food.
2: very nice yeah mm-hmm. I was thinking of, like, can you slaughter the goats the day before, (laughs) and then it would just be a a candle that just smells like, you know, fresh air or Mm -hmm. something. (laughs) (laughs) It'll all be goat. (laughs) It'll all be goat. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, uh, I think that's all I have time for this week. Um, And, uh, yeah, thanks for, for hanging out, Edwin. Have a good
1: time with Alex. Thank you. Alex and I will pick it up after a short break, but now for Sean, it's time to say goodbye. (laughs) And just like that, as mysteriously as he arrived, he was gone. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths and challenges. To succeed, you need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that it helps their... The applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Indeed assessments take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. With Indeed assessments, you can select for the skills that matter to you most. And from a selection of over 100 hard and soft skills to test to your job post, you can hone in on the candidates with the right skills faster. Indeed assessments can even give you a window into how candidates will be on the job. On average, applicants who scored highly proficient or higher on the reliability assessment were nearly eight times more likely to consistently attend work, according to U.S. Indeed data. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Scott. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Scott. That's Indeed.com slash Scott, S-C-O-T-T. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome back to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, already in progress. This is part two <laughs> of our voicemail episode where I, and Jace, will be joined by our producer Alex down in the warehouse.
0: Why? Everybody I, 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 I sit down, Holly. I'll take it from here.
4: Hey guys. Uh hope you enjoyed the first half with Sean. Um sounded great, guys. I haven't listened to it that closely, but I will be editing it together
1: tonight or in the morning. So uh looking forward to that. How'd it go? it was good, it was good. It was a nice chance to touch base with Sean before he goes to interview for that corporate job in New York. So uh <laughs> I haven't done many recordings where I'm not there. The only other one was the Threat Level Midnight,
4: like half of that episode, which was two years ago. Now. No. Yeah. Two years ago.
1: Timelines are fuzzy.
4: Yeah. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but boy, nice to nice to get away from you two for, uh, for one weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? Yeah. Back I, was, I was running the Cascade Lakes Relay Race here in Oregon, which goes from a place called Diamond Lake uh, all the way to Bend, Oregon, if you've heard that. So to about a... 216 mile relay race. Teams of 12 um, had an absolute blast. But yeah, I was, I was unavailable all weekend because of it. So I'll say this though. Each team has two vans and you kind of leapfrog each other and you run for like basically your six runners. You run for like six hours and then you trade with the other van and you go crash for a couple hours and then you do it again. One of the teams, their van, their whole team was like office themed. Um, and so their team name was called uh, I don't think it was called. That's what she said. That's what they wrote on their uh, vehicles. Uh-huh. But they had, they wrote the full Fun Run t-shirt text on the back <laughs> of their van. So I think that was their official team name. Wow. Um, which was really funny because they had to like fit it on the bib. So it just said like the Michael Scott Fun Run race and then it cut off. Uh, but they, both of their vans all weekend would with car paint just write, that's what she said that they overheard from everyone else that didn't realize they were saying that that's what she said for the whole weekend. Um, so they was just, it's just imagine a, a van just full of those sayings all over. And you know, it's, it's all a relay race. It's, it's running and it was like 98 degrees and it's at like 4,000 feet. So it was very hot. Mm. So a lot of things like, uh, I have no moisture left, uh, in me. <laughs> um, that's the hottest it's ever been. Uh yeah, just a lot of lot of stuff yeah, like that. Of course. Um I can't even spit was one. <laughs> <laughs> um that felt so <laughs> that felt so good to get sprayed <laughs> was one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh little office time, but yeah, that's where I was.
1: But I'm back back now on the saddle. Well hey, congrats, man. I know you've been training for that for a little bit. And for the listeners, Alex is fast. To give you a reference, uh he's somewhere between a snake and a mongoose. And just this last <laughs> weekend, he outran a black pepper snake. So that's right, I did. That was the scariest leg of my life. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's jump back into these voicemails. Or did you want to start with a quick shout out? Just a quick shout out because we,
4: we 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 got a uh, got a tweet here from from Dave Waters, who's hit us up on um, Twitter a bunch. Longtime fan of the show. Uh, seems like a great guy. Bye. But anyway, he went to Dundercon. Oh. Um, last uh last week i believe it was last weekend yeah while i was at the race and something we definitely have to go to or rather something we should be invited to so anyone out there who has strings please <laughs> pull them for us uh but anyway i'll show you this so he sent us a picture of going around to the booths and they've got these little like i don't know if you can see that I i'm showing it yeah. on the camera mm-hmm. But that's him. he went to Isabel's booth. Uh-huh. and it's a picture of him getting whacked on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like looking at the merch in this picture, she's, she's selling. she has all these t-shirts that just say "whack" on it. Uh, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, yeah, anyway. but then like you gotta right own the catchphrase. To her, you gotta own your catchphrase. Oh, totally. Uh, next to her is the woman who played Jamie. Um, anyway, there's a whole bunch of Jamie, the high school student. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's like tons of actors that have the small roles are all there. Like uh, we would have a field. We day would there, have man. a good time. Like, yeah, the... we could have such a big panel, like live podcast there. <laughs> that would be really fun. Uh, but the other thing Dave said was, uh, most of the celebrities are are just at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, says, of course, this, right. So this morning we had breakfast sitting between he day from the warehouse and cool guy paul from the five families <laughs> now I, I can't imagine it was he because didn't he pass away no who am i thinking of i don't know <laughs> oh i'm thinking of hank oh uh, hank of course sorry hank yeah. not he but yeah sitting between he and cool guy paul mm-hmm. what a uh what a breakfast i'd like to hear more about that <laughs> uh anyway paul faust i think is is yeah. cool guy paul mm-hmm. that's the full name yeah Anyway, little shout out there. Um, but do you want to get into some voicemails? But, uh, no,
1: thank you for yeah. Yes, I do.
4: Yes, thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, any other Dundercon reports? Hit us up. I think there might have been a, a couple in the email, but we'll we'll get to them eventually. Anyway, all right, let's go. Uh, let's go straight into these voicemails. Let's go to Rachel. Hey
3: guys, it's Rachel from New York City. So um, I had a question, and I wanted to tell someone, but no one in my life is a big enough of an office fan that I could tell it to, so I have to call you guys to ask. Little backstory, when I was working my nine to five, we had to go do an escape room for team building, and it was office themed, not the office, unfortunately, but I was thinking how fun that would be if there really was an escape room that was themed like the show. Oh. Um, there could be really cool clues. The best thing I could think up with, I was trying to brainstorm something funny, but the best thing I could think of was Michael's Rolodex coding, oh. so if something's green, you know, to go ahead and shut up about it, <laughs> something like that would just be really fun. So what do you think some cool puzzles or clues could be in the room? Thanks, guys.
4: Bye. This is a great question. Wow, Rachel, great question. Uh, the Rolodex idea is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm when I when I think office themed escape room, I actually don't think like the Scranton office. I'm thinking of the Michael Scott paper company office. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it feel, feels more uh, conducive to that. But I've never actually done an escape room. Have you? Edmund? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I don't know exactly how it works. I've seen them
1: so, done. yeah, on yeah, the yeah, on TV video, shows yeah, and stuff. Well, in sketches or things right. like that. Um, Mainly Conan is what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's what of. I'm thinking of too. But I knew I knew that you were. Naturally, naturally. Um I do think that you would have to involve some kind of if you were gonna really make an office theme it'd be nice to have like quotes or audio similar to the way that we have drops, to have audio from the show to kind of give you a prompt versus mm. someone pretending to be Dwight over an intercom or a speaker or something like that, you know? Computron. Yeah, I'm thinking, for example, that they would <laughs> Computron that they would get to one of the last things in this escape room would be a locked drawer at Michael's desk, and the audio prompt would be, "Pam, there's a loaded gun in my desk drawer, and I want you to use it if I ever, you know." Um, so something like that, or a different drawer that is filled with all the letters cut up from magazines. You can do a lot with Michael's office. Uh, and what's yes, going on I mean,
4: there. if if you were gonna make the whole yes grant an office in play there's there's no shortage of it i i think the last step like to get the key to get out uh that key should be in a jello mold Mm. like in some desk it'll be like the last thing you do is dig it out of the jello um you could i think you could do i think the whole scenario like the story would you could do something around dwight's doomsday counter oh that's great it starts an hour and a half timer or whatever Mm -hmm. and so you'd have dwight's voice would be everywhere and, like he would he would try to be thwart your every uh at every turn um, <laughs> and be all like Dwight's tricks and then you'd have a lot of like Jim's pranks inside of those his puzzles mm-hmm. uh maybe Moe's built a puzzle <laughs> you're like puzzles and games <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Michael's was- office yeah you could, they, they, he's got the orb thing you could do something with
1: you could dig through some meatballs. There, Stanley's desk. There could be a decoy clue where someone gets hit with a snowball, and then Dwight's voice says, "You thought your cute nicknames. <laughs> little as you know your cute nicknames would yes. be your undoing." Uh, at some point, a cell phone could start ringing,
4: mm-hmm. and it would be in the ceiling, much like Andy's ringtone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you got to like figure out where the phone is somewhere in there. Maybe at one point, you need to pull up carpet to find a trapdoor that's beautiful hardwood or something.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, you need to find could, the iPod within a bunch of random gifts or something like that. Yeah.
4: You could open a closet and it says like uh find lafonda at the alcohol club. <laughs> 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 uh you could find a certain jelly bean within the within the thing on, on at reception. Mhm. Something or or in Kevin's jar. I feel like you'd have to touch on every character like every yeah. character would have their own little puzzle mm-hmm. um so what that would be i don't know maybe there's something at the bottle of a, a,
1: a bottle of liquor and meredith's desk you got to drink the whole thing or at the bottom of kevin's jar of m&ms yep um there is yeah something about seeing the four toed creed there's just oh, yeah. there's no uh there's no uh there's no end yeah there's
4: so many things you can mm-hmm. do
1: a dundee or not a dundee a um the yogurt lid for a particular year. Oh. Yeah.
4: Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. There's so much. There's so many puzzles. Like all, this, all the reams of paper and like the shelving everywhere. There's just so much stuff you could put there. You could do something with all the local area flyers. Like you have to solve a puzzle with like the phone numbers on all the different flyers mm-hmm. and then make a call from one of their phones. Find a uh,
1: bag of hers chips yeah there's there could, a yeah. yeah
4: there could be a like kevin and reception phone system going on where like you don't know where the next call is going and you phone call, to... your phone call is very important to us. Yeah, you have to call in the right sequence between desks mm-hmm. to unlock otherwise anyway. you're killing
1: the nard dog but no i love this i love this question we got a for lot for a of ideas time,
4: that's but... a fun idea mm-hmm. um i'm surprised that there isn't one unless there is somewhere <laughs> which there probably is mm-hmm. anyway that's a great question rachel uh We want to hear your pitches, but that that one's fun. Okay. Uh, Let's move on, shall we? Let's say Uh, this. This is uh, going to Allison.
5: Hey, guys. This is Allison from Denton, Texas. Uh, One of the many Allisons, it seems, in your fan group.
4: We do have other Allisons.
5: I'm the one who shares my name with the great Allison Jones. So I was listening to an episode recently. When you all were talking about your various musical endeavors, um, and I always enjoy hearing about your projects that you've done together and with other friends, because friendship is the music of life. Um, Love it. And I think later in that episode, you all were talking about Kenny, and I just wanted to say that Kenny and the Jet Skis would be a great name for an <laughs> office-themed band. That's oh. the only reason I'm calling. <laughs> All right, thanks for everything. You guys are awesome. Love you. Later,
1: skaters. Uh, (laughs) That's so good. That's so good that we can. That is unbelievably good. Mm
4: -hmm. Kenny and the Jet Skis. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, as a as a trivia, everyone who's doing office trivia, please use that. That is incredible for a team Mm -hmm. name. But like, I was like, that'd be a great office cover band. I was like, wait, cover of what? like doing the bits but they could all you could all dress you could all dress as office characters Mm -hmm. but it's a kind of a deep even that name is a little bit of a deep cut for a casual office fan Mm -hmm. if you said
1: kenny and the jet skis they they might not know Tribute team may be perfect um but that i mean well first of all thank you allison um and but this begs the question what are some other office band names oh Oh my god. We can just name a couple. We did we just had a question like this where we were coming up with things like this but um a couple that come to mind. I mean, it's funny with a band name because if you go too deep, if the cut is too deep, it's hard to it's a, like be understandable right. to a lot of people. Um so some of the ones that came to mind first are like Shula La, Dunder Mifflinfinity, Infinity, um yeah. Party Planning Committee, but like that's it's so obvious. And then you have something how about like a, how about a punk band named Worm Guy? <laughs> yeah kinda that's cool. that's kind of how you would have to take it is uh
4: like it's a joke for you but it's not even necessarily mm-hmm. you don't have to be an office fan to like appreciate it mm-hmm. um boy there's that's a lot uh your blues
1: band could just be na 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 uh
4: a folk band called and gaby makes three <laughs>
1: I was thinking of The Devil Makes Three. Okay. The finer things. Oh, you, oh man. All right. Bluegrass band, The Finer Strings Club. Oh! <laughs> That's why Edwin is the only salaried host of this podcast, folks. That's really good. That's They, they pay me in celery because those that can't farm, farm celery. <laughs> yeah. Pretzel Day is mm-hmm. pretty good. Pretzel day's good. MBC Beats, something like that. Maybe a blues
4: band called Texas Justice. <laughs> Shroot farms beats and then it's like dance music. Beats by Shroot. Yeah.
5: yeah.
4: Uh boy, what that this is like this is such a big we I we could probably come up with a list of several hundred. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, how about a like a folk a folk duel called Paramaries? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like those kind of folk bands where it's like a guy and a girl and they sing like into this microphone at the yeah. same time, like. Johnny I was thinking and- like
4: art. Our two friends named Mary. You know they, get, they get, like, just, just have to be a pair, pair of Marys is, yeah. would, be, would be awesome. Uh oh, boy. Um,
1: big tuna. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a kind of a. I feel like that's and more play like, you I'm play like well you like yeah go ahead big tuna you would play like surf rock. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Big I was Ka-tuna. like tuna. Yeah. 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 It'd be like
4: <laughs> big tuna is definitely a surf. Yeah. Like the genre of the band really matters. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A lot. Yeah. Uh, so we've covered most of the genres. We have a punk name. We got a folk name. We got bluegrass.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Big tuna for a surf rock band. I'm I kind of want to start that now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good. Um, but now we, I mean, we
1: could, we could do this all day, but yeah.
4: yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now I'm looking at all the drops. Like <laughs> there's just so many there's so many options. Anyway.
1: Kalua Sombrero. Yeah. Suck it.
4: <laughs> I have another punk name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh How about like a um how like a Cajun Zydeco band or something called Hog Mama?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't here for this, but we had somebody just call and say, I love this Hog Mama. Oh, really? That was the first voicemail <laughs> in this episode. Yeah,
4: <laughs> should be short <laughs> be good? Anyway, wow, yeah, we could do this forever. That what a great topic. Mm. Booze fueled sex romp, <laughs> <laughs> Viagra Falls. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. That that could go on forever. Thank you, Allison. Great question. All right, moving on here to uh,
1: it wasn't. Patrick. It wasn't even a question. It was just. A, a oh great, yeah, you're uncle, right.
4: A great band name. Great band name. Mm. Kenny and the jet skis. Yeah. God bless you. All right. Let's move on to Patrick.
1: Hey, what up Cynthia? Uh, Patrick from central <laughs> Illinois again. Uh, just driving into work on a rainy morning here. You know, all the drivers are just, they're the worst. The roads are the slickest in the first half hour of rain. I uh, just
3: wanted to ask you guys a question. Um, Listening to the last episode, Local Ad, I was wondering, you guys got to talk about your Second Life characters and what you would do, and I realized I have no idea what you guys <laughs> physically look like. Uh, I was wondering, maybe you could post a picture of your Facebook or, or something, and even if it's a,
4: a uh, drawing, uh, special thanks to Ryan who does all your artwork. Um, but I would absolutely love that. I was just kind of curious what you guys look like. I've listened to you guys for so many hours now, it's kind of weird that I don't know what you look like. So hope you guys are having a great day. I'm going to uh, get to work and uh, just cozy up with a nice book. I think you guys have a good day. <laughs> great voicemail. Uh, the plants are going to love that voicemail, Patrick. <laughs> uh, you could go to search for us on YouTube. Search Michael Scott Podcast Company. We got some. We did our hundredth episode.
1: Yeah, we have a few episodes up there. Yeah.
4: Uh, our hundredth episode live special, which went off without any technical hitches, <laughs> is up there,
1: and. You can see what we look like and watch us talk. Well, we looked like a year ago, a year and a half oh, ago. Oh, God. But um, it's, fu- yeah, it's, just, right. it's funny that I imagine that a lot of our listeners kind of have this relationship with our show that they don't really know what we look like. And yeah. it's just kind of natural because we're not – it's not as if we are uh, – we're not Jenna Fisher uh, and Angela Kinsey, right. for example. Um, yeah. But –
4: or any celebrity podcast, like you know what they look like. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, which is just, yeah. it's just
1: funny that you you know the, you know somebody's voice. I and yeah, I think you can go to YouTube. We do have uh, Ryan did do drawings of us to uh, promote that hundred hundredth episode special. Maybe yeah. I'll uh, share that on our story, just our post again, so you can see that. And then we have a couple photos of ourselves on um, on our Instagram as well, so we could reshare some of that stuff. I think we'll be together in Portland in September at some point. So yeah. we should take a little family photo. Um oh, I yeah. can't wait. That's gonna be that's gonna be mm. one heck of a weekend. We should sloppy, probably talk about this yeah. offline, but you are gonna be able to come? Uh I'll be in well, I'll be in Portland at some point next month, but fi- locking that in. So figuring Sweet. all that out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But you but you can come to the bachelor party, yeah. One night. Probably. Okay. I
4: sound I'll lock you in. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll take that as a definitely. Yeah. We really
1: want you to go. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just funny. I guess, uh, do you have other shows like that where you don't know what the hosts look like? Oh. Um, I, I've i had shows like that for
4: a while. I was like that for Reply All for a while, back in its heyday. Uh, and then I uh, was at a uh, audio and radio conference and met both of them, so I saw them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, That was cool. Uh, Other than that, no, I, I, I know. It's like, yeah, every podcast,
1: I guess I know what everyone looks like. There are a number of podcasts where I don't know what they look like for a while, or at least for a little while. And then, yep. you know, you see something where you, you – there is always kind of that funny moment where it's like, huh, that's what they look like. and Or oh yeah if you, it's, sometimes it's a podcast with two people, and you see a picture of the two of them, and you think you know yeah. whose voice is whose, but it's actually uh, yes. the reverse. That, that's happened to me a couple times. But um, it's it's funny. that's the beauty of the medium, I think. You can just kind of – get to know people and spend this time with them uh, without yeah. actually ever seeing them, which is pretty funny. I guess I did. Yeah. I listened to fresh air for like 15 years before I saw what Terry gross look like. I mean, I guess for the longest time, I didn't know what most of the This American life contributors look like outside IRA. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Oh yeah. The contributors for sure. Yeah. Like guests and contributors.
4: Mm-hmm. Most of the NPR hosts, I don't know what they look like. There's a couple that I do, but most I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. NPR is kind of just a parade of, of, faceless voices that are great voices. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what NPR stands for. Yeah.
1: Parade of faceless voices.
4: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fundraising for this endless parade of faceless voices. Warm, warm faceless voices, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh yeah, so there you go Patrick, stalk us. Find us. I believe in you. You can you can figure out what we look like. Or 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 if I mean let let the mystery keep going. Mm-hmm. I want to hear I wish in your voicemail you'd you just given us uh what you think, given us your mental picture of what <laughs> we look like. I'll tell you what Sean's I'll give you a couple hints. Uh Sean's about six nine, two eighty, just a <laughs> unit, an absolute unit. He's a little bit bigger than LeBron James.
1: <laughs> stands out
4: a lot on set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's hard to hide. Mm-hmm in a crowd he's the enforcer yeah yeah uh he can pick me and edwin up in each hand <laughs> <laughs> no he's we're all kind of the same size okay <laughs> that's that's Six, nine 80, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're all kind of the same size yeah. mm-hmm. yep he's giant <laughs> all right let's move on here uh to a voicemail from ann is this from my wife Yes, you wait. Boy, wouldn't that be a twist. Here we go.
5: Hey there. This is Anne from Thunder (laughs) Mifflin, Central Florida. I'm a longtime caller, first time listener, and I just wanted to leave a voicemail with a bit of appreciation for y'all. I was listening back through the archives to episode 32, where you discuss Creed and Office Ladies, and y'all are lamenting the (laughs) impending release of Office Ladies, and joking that it's going to take all the thunder away from your podcast, and I just wanted to say that ironically, it was starting listening to Office Ladies that helped me find your podcast, because I was just craving more Office Podcast content at that point. And it is fun listening to these older episodes because it is so cool to see how y'all have grown as hosts of this show. So I just wanted to call and say I hope that uh, in the time since you made that podcast, uh, the release of Office Ladies hasn't been all bad for the Michael Scott Podcast Company. And thanks for doing what you do. It's my pleasure to go back and listen to those old episodes. So have a good one.
1: Well, thank you, Ann. I think – this is something we wanted to touch on. I think we've got we've kind of alluded to this at other times uh, in previous episodes. Hard to believe that was episode thirty-two. <laughs> um, the 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 sort of irony is that if we thought there was any thunder coming from our show before Office Ladies, there wasn't. It was a slow, gentle rumble, and I think uh, the opposite actually happened. Um, and, and as I said, maybe we've we've told this before, but yeah, we have. But them their release actually brought a lot of people to our show. Um, and, you know, I think I'm, I'm grateful for them because it kind of created this appetite for office podcast content. And there we were, um, yeah. still pretty young in the whole life cycle of our show. Um, but it definitely brought people to our show. And I think we can, like, we do think, you know, obviously they have their own perspective from being a part of the show that we could never really match, but, um, we do our own thing and, and I really enjoy it. So, uh, it's been good. It's been good. It's been, uh, ever since it yeah. came out. Yeah.
4: I, I, yeah, in fact, I think the, not that, not that we were on a sinking ship when we put that episode out, but like their show provided a whole new side of life, like listener wise, numbers wise to our show that we could have never anticipated. Cause yeah, we thought, why would anyone listen to us when there's them? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of always use the al- analogy of like, we were just kind of like out in the ocean floating there on a surfboard nothing really going on and like office ladies comes out and then boom there's like this huge wave and we just happened to be out there in the right place and just rode that wave like all the way because uh i mean the numbers they get are insane Mm -hmm. um i mean we're, we're nothing compared to them but there was just enough that like we we were able to really get some footing and say let's keep doing this and again that just i think a lot of that came down to and i would guess that uh, this was Anne's experience, was that when you searched for Office Ladies in a podcast podcast app, we had put out that episode the week that Office Ladies launched. And so when you searched for it, their show came up, and right next to it came our show. And we already had 30-some episodes there,
1: and we were just teed up. Actually, I think they released a trailer, like a one-minute trailer. a week before and we had our we responded to their their announcement and we had office ladies in our title but yeah like you said to use your wave analogy turns out they were the big katunas after all (laughs) i man i
4: gotta i gotta there's gotta be a band called big tuna that's just too (laughs) good that's too good (sighs) <sighs> all right uh well thank you we really appreciate the words and that's really that's really nice and we've had a few people tell us this and um it's funny because when listeners find our show they'll often go back and listen to all, a lot of our back episodes so they'll like sort of perpetually people finding us and listening to the back episodes and relating to those sorts of things um so it's nice i we, I think it's nice to sort of talk about it every now and then like mm-hmm. why are we still doing this and the reason office ladies is kind of why um
1: yeah. Who knows? How long would we have gone if we just stayed at like a few hundred listeners? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Right now. All I can think about is the time when you and I recorded without Sean and we talked about NBA playoff basketball in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Simpler times. Man. Yeah. Wow. Different era.
4: All right. Well, thanks. Dan. let's move yes, on here. You. Next. Uh, next voicemail. Let's see. Oh, an old that's friend. a familiar name. That's a familiar name on the list. Let's let's go to it. Yo, what up, Cynthia?
3: (laughs) This is Thaddeus from the Piney Woods of East Texas. Just calling to let you guys know that
4: I'm sick of this podcast and I'm going to start my (laughs) own. The Shrewd Bernard Laughing Vance Stanley Podcast Company. all our proceeds will go to the colonel a random colonel i don't know which one because it's the highest rank in the military i sure do love every few months just jumping in the stream of consciousness of thaddeus getting (laughs) back out drying off waiting for the next dip i love it i just feel like he's I don't know why. I just always picture he's just in his truck and just has a thought and calls
1: in right in the moment. <laughs> and uh, That's that's it. Mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> quote, too. That's one of the I feel like one that isn't referenced often enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty darn good. But just good, uh, good to good. hear from uh, our Good Paul to hear Thaddeus. from you, Thaddeus.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anytime you got a question in there, you let us know. <laughs> All right, let's go on to uh, let's go to the next one here from Linda.
3: Hi, guys. This is Linda. I'm calling from Riverside, California. I just finished listening to your Music Moment draft, Mm. and I wanted to make a musical-related comment and a question. Um, First of all, the song that I was hoping you guys would say and you didn't was Little Drummer Boy. Uh, Not only Angela's rendition at the Christmas party with Dwight holding the microphone up to her mouth, but also the one in the pilot episode where he is singing it, and he goes... It just cracks me up every time. And then my question is, at the end of every episode, you play um, Steve Carell is singing the Office theme song, and then everybody joins in. And obviously this is from some blooper reel, but I can't find it. I don't know which episode or which, which season is this from. Where is that from? Anyway, thanks a lot for your help. Bye.
1: Well, first, totally agree on the uh, little drummer boy. That's one of the, I think, one of the more iconic ones, especially from the early part of the show, um, and from the pilot.
4: Yeah, it's really good. We had several people write in that that was a uh, oversight of ours. But, I, I mean, the, we we knew the music moment draft was gonna
1: hit some nerves with people, but it 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 did. We but, got that's, some but that's but that's a good thing because it means that yes. people were engaged and that they. Uh, had things that they felt passionately about, musical moments from the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. actually did just see the other day that, that some, you know, someone on Instagram posted uh, that, like, I guess Rihanna's been really quiet ever since this dropped, and it was Male Pre Madonna. <laughs> 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 just the video from Male Pre Madonna.
4: Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, to answer your other question here, Linda, so this is a, uh, outtake or blooper from season four i believe mm-hmm.
1: i think so i don't know if i think it's season
4: can... four um but yeah it was just this clip i think i i think i saw it on some twitter account that posts like office bloopers and stuff way back when uh yeah and it, it was just a little blooper of like steve carell and then everyone's singing um but i just this the the kind of spirit of it, it was so emblematic i feel like of our show and just like the way that they're all singing it together uh well kind of breaking that fourth wall felt really uh in tune with with our stuff and so i started putting that at the end of the show because i used to put like i would find a music moment from whatever thing we talked about that episode and put it in um that became a little too laborious after a while and then you, sometimes you start to get um you know spotify will be like you got to take this episode, you got to take that out or else the episode's going to get taken down mm. or something cuz they they can hear that so um, anyway so now i just use that one every time but I don't know where to find it. I don't have I li- I don't have like a link or anything. I don't really even remember. Do you
1: know where? Well, I, <laughs> it used to be on the DVDs for sure. In one of
4: the blue. Oh, Edwin movies. has a DVD. He'll Believe be able it or to... not. But I'll. Uh, yeah. uh,
1: you know, we can, we'll look at the. We'll look at what's on Peacock. But if I think if it's on season four, um, it should probably still be there. But... Search
4: yes. Yeah, just get on YouTube or or somewhere Reddit. Just search like yes, Office season four cast singing theme. Like you'll you'll be able to find some video of it. Um, but if you need the audio of it, we have it at the end of every episode. This is good. They ask us a question, we tell them to Google it. <laughs> you you Google it. <laughs> I mean, I I found it. I I like right away. I got to a like a like a list site that has the embedded video, but it says the video is private un, un, unavailable, so it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So can't help you.
1: But I think we've had a few people ask us this question, so I yes. wanted to wanted to mention it. Yes.
4: Well, yeah. We'll we'll just give you the treasure map. You got to find it, though. But it's season four blooper somewhere in there. You'll find it. That is all. It's like Dwight's uh, Dwight's treasure. You'll always or, give them the ultimate. Dwight searching for the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Okay. Uh. uh thank you, Linda. Um. Oh, yeah, should we shall we move on?
1: Yes, we can move on to a crime squad. FNC double time. Oh yeah! Please do. Uh, I think many Office fans have seen this, but uh, Brian Baumgartner, um, the man man himself, is releasing a chili cookbook. It is called The Seriously Good Chili Cookbook, 177 of the Best Recipes in the World. Um, It is available for pre-order now, and it releases in September. So I wanted to share that news. I think a lot of people have probably seen it. I think the announcement came out about a week ago, um, or a week before our our recording here, and... uh, just exciting to see Brian Baumgartner. Uh, really, shout out to Brian Baumgartner for, for I think, embracing the Office legacy that he's a part of with with his podcast, also with yeah. his cookbook. I feel like he's, um, I think, as diehard Office fans, that's kind of what we, we would like to have from everyone in the cast. Obviously, everyone in the cast has their own career, life, trajectory, um, what have you. But I, it's been really cool to see what Brian Baumgartner has done. Um, in the years he does so seem
4: exceptionally comfortable, like being Kevin mm. and letting that be his, his most notable, you know, acting work. Or I think a lot of other actors, you know, they wouldn't want to stay in that, only being known as that and want to do other stuff. And not to say that Kevin doesn't, or like Brian doesn't want to do other stuff, but um, he does seem very gracious and very comfortable and like down to earth and, and just like connected with himself about that. Um, and, he, and he's talked about that, but yeah, he is very good at that. And it's funny that like how much he's gotten out of that one cold open like out of the one <laughs> chili scene that like was so close to being cut like you've heard mindy talk about that of like it was a big debate in the writer's room of like this is way too mean let's not put it in and they fought for it and it it's like man that's so life is crazy those little things that uh that happen and and it's like yeah now he's like he would never have a
1: cookbook probably if that scene wasn't included. <laughs> At least maybe not a chili cookbook or maybe it's uh, yeah. just a coincidence. But I think, too, one thing that maybe um, maybe helps a little bit is that the voice that he uses for Kevin is so different from his normal speaking voice. Totally. That I think when you see him talking to fans – like I saw a video of him talking to a young fan, presumably probably from Dundercon maybe, um, mm-hmm. who is dressed up as Kevin with the chili pot uh, and just the, the way that he speaks, you could tell immediately. Like, oh, that's not. You can dissociate him from his character very quickly. I think because the tone of voice is so distinctly different. I um, I'm a big uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit a bit of a golf nut.
4: I, I like golf a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I watch. There's a YouTube channel called Random Golf Club Films. They make really 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 good videos, but he's a series. He's done two. He's done two match plays versus versus Brian Baumgartner. Um, and the videos are really well-made, but you get a really good sense of like Brian as a person and, um, him playing golf, just like kind of in the episode. Cause Brian, he's a, he's a really good golfer. Mm. Um, and even in the first video, uh, Eric, the guy who hosts that, that channel, um, like right as Brian's going up to off his first shot, he's just like, he's like, you know, I'm a little bit scared, man. Brian's good. Like he's one of those guys. He just lives off residuals. He's got nothing to do but play golf. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and watching that, I'm like. I that would be my number one dream of like if I could do anything with anyone from the office, I would love to play golf with Brian. Gomer. I would go with the first thing. I would like to live off residuals with the rest of the cast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool too. But, <laughs> but like doing an activity with yeah. any cast member, yeah. I would love to golf with with Brian. It would be pretty uh, pretty darn amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's another question for another time. I but, think
1: I would play guitar with uh, Ed Helms and uh, Ed Helms, Rayne Wilson. Yeah and 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 craig robinson yeah yeah get him in there get the whole uh the whole band yeah that actually be really fun mm-hmm. to jam jam with the zits yeah or maybe i mean i could just you know slap my chest the way that andy does Do <laughs> some body work <laughs> yeah exactly the way that uh when all the instruments are taken but yeah <laughs> that's like,
4: <laughs> that's so funny uh good question um Thank you so much. Oh, wait, that wasn't a question. We stopped doing voicemails. That was Correct. your Correct, yeah, prompt. that was my, my Thank prompt. you, Edwin, for that wonderful question. I'm a little bit on autopilot. Um, is that all, That's all we got, Yeah, mm-hmm. Is that right?
1: Yes, that concludes uh, this two-part voicemail right. spectacular. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making it uh, to the end of this episode. Um, we want to hear from you. Please uh, email us at company at gmail.com. You can mm-hmm. find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can leave us a voicemail at 503-694-9314 um nice. and it's
4: please <laughs>
1: Jump the gun. Jump the gun. I was just switching pages and happened to click that. If uh, if you want some bonus content, please, What's uh, this thing, bitch? <laughs> please join our Patreon. Um, five bucks a month, you get a bunch of bonus episodes. You get a mailbag episode every single month where you can submit questions that we'll answer. We donate uh, part of the proceeds to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who does all of our artwork. The theme song was recorded by Alex and myself. This episode was recorded over... Uh, video chat and not an open signal in a park in a trailer in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have fun. Stay safe. See you next time. I, I don't know. What do you say? <laughs> well, first, I said, th- thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, we listening. We really appreciate it. We
4: really mean it. We really appreciate it. It <laughs> means the world uh, to us. It means the world uh, to us.
1: And take care. Take stay care. Safe. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. World this is my blood it's red just like yours so love me Okay yes sir yes
4: sir
3: <strawberries sound5>
0: <laughs> <orphous>